Hello and welcome home. Thank you for listening to the Doing It at Home podcast. Today's episode is 25 Ways to Know Labor is Starting. And this is a Doing It at Home classic, an episode that originally aired back in January of 2021. And I'm sure some things could be added to this. This is not the be all end all of ways that labor can start, of course, because it's so different for everyone. But this is a really fun compilation that we put together back then and shared a bunch of examples for you. And I also just want to take a moment to thank you all so much for the love and support and responses we have received from sharing our birth story of baby Naomi Rose and our second home birth journey. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. That is not going to be the last time we talk about this most recent birth story. There is more to unpack. It's funny, after we recorded the episode, we were thinking to ourselves, I know I was, and I was taking notes on things that call it mom brain, call it the haze of the sleep deprivation of newborn life, as well as just there's only so much we could pack into one recording. It was already over an hour long, but there were things that I would like to share that I forgot or would like to go into more detail around. And then there was also some really great follow-up questions from the listenership that we would love to address. So that is not the last time we will visit that story. We'll unpack it a little bit more in upcoming conversations as well as talking about postpartum and this postpartum journey because it has been so different from our first one. And there are a lot of things that I want to share and want to put out there in terms of resources, some things I've done differently, lessons I've learned along the way. And I'm really excited about that. I think that's going to be a really beautiful kind of mini series or something to put together and to share with you all. For those of you who are soon to be in the postpartum experience, or maybe you are in it currently, or you can just relate maybe your postpartum. We're always postpartum, right? But maybe your initial postpartum journey was a while ago, but it's still something you can connect with and resonate with and you can remember. So look forward to that. Thank you again for joining us. Thanks for being here. Enjoy today's classic and we'll catch you next week. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Doing It At Home podcast. I'm Sarah Bivens. Next to me, in front of me, beside me, is Matthew Bivens. What's up, love? Hi. How, how come you got confused as to my position? Well, you are next to me, but I'm looking straight at you slashed slanted it's an interesting <laughs> little setup we have here today so i don't know you cool. are near me in your vicinity yes awesome happy new year happy new year love it's our first solo episode of 2021 that yeah. we are happy recording new year. right here happy new year doing it at home family yes 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 from 2016 to now ushering in 2021 yeah we're going on together be year five crazy But yeah, so happy 2021, everyone. Just wishing you a blessed and 
healthy and abundant new year. And, you know, I know a lot of people are feeling lots of things about starting a new year. A lot of people kind of have this, like they were very ready for 2020 to be over. I understand it. And if I may, if we may, if you want to get along with this, I want to, I'm curious what you're about to say. Well, I get, I feel like there is a decent amount of energy out there right now that it's like, F you 2020, you're over. Like, yes, it's 2021. Like everything's going to change. Everything's going to be different. Maybe. Yes. What I want to offer, I kind of want to put our coaching hats on for a second, just bring you into our lifestyle coaching corner and just offer you if this serves you at all, that yes, it's a new year and it's a new number on a calendar. Like it's a new year. And just by it being 2021 to have some sort of expectations that everything's going to be different. And just the sheer fact that 2020 is complete, that that changes everything. I would just offer an alternative to that. And that yes, it is a new year and that you get to choose, you know, how the year is going to be, not what the date on the calendar says, not what the year on the calendar says. So yes, you know, there absolutely is an ushering out of energy and bringing in of new. And I just think that relying on the fact that it's just 2021, that's kind of an external stimulus. And I would just, you know, again, with the coaching hat on offer to, to look internal for how you want to go into 2021. That's my little soapbox on that. Cause I, you know, I see some of it. It's like, yes, 2020 is over 2021. I'm like, yeah, but like if, if you don't change nothing else, exactly. If you don't change, exactly. Thank you. So I just wanted to offer that because I love our community and I want everyone to have an awesome 2021. And so look to the internal aspects you know, rather than just assuming because it's 2021, everything is fixed. <laughs> so I talked about this at the end of my last having it all episode. Okay. Just, you know, it was a totally, having it all the podcast that Matthew does solo. Yes. It was a totally different topic, but at the end of the episode, it was the last one of the year. So I said, Hey, happy new year to everybody. And I said the same general thing. Like, listen, if you're just expecting yourself to feel different on the first and for things to be different, you might be solely disappointed. And I was reminded about something that a a mentor of mine shared with me about going into vacations. You know, so let's say that you and I are going to go on a vacation on Saturday, but Monday through Friday, we were just stressed, 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 getting ready for this vacation. When Saturday comes along, what do you think is going to happen? We're going to bring that stress right into into the vacation. Yeah. We think that all this vacation will change everything, but we're taking all of that energy that we have, all the stress, all the whatever, right into this vacation and then you end up feeling stressed on your vacation rather than saying oh i'm going to be on this vacation on saturday let me go ahead and work on putting myself in a powerful space now releasing letting go being peaceful being joyful being excited and let me carry that into this new experience and i think that's exactly the way that we can approach the new year you know how do you want the year to feel in 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 12 months work on being there right now what do you need to be let go right of? Now. Be I it right that. now. Yeah. So great way to kick off the episode, love. Nice. Coach's hats donned. Yes. And I mean, you mentioned having it all. It's so funny in my notes here for this episode, I was going to mention having it all already and plug that show because you typically do a word of the year exercise and episode on that show. Correct? Coming up soon. Next cool. Couple weeks. So we'll put a link to that when this publishes so that people can check that out because I think it's a great exercise. I'm seeing it more out there. I think it's got a little bit more mainstreamness to Work it now. For the year. Yeah, I'm seeing it 
everywhere. Well, I think they picked it up for me. Yeah. Well, because we've been doing it for about six years now, at least. I can go back because on um, Balance and Motherhood, my solo show, I was doing episodes every year for it too. Yeah. So we'll drop a link to that and people can go through that exercise if they want to. So all of you, if you're looking to create a word for the year, or just want to, you know, hear conversation around that. Quick, what's your word for 2021? Gratitude. Mine is manifest. Sweet. So there you have it. Got yes. to manifest a lot and be grateful for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So cheers again to 2021. Go listen to having it all. We'll drop a link in there. And so, yeah, that was that was the little coaching soapbox ended. Hey, and you know what, though? Let's be real. We are coaches. Yes. And we are always wearing the coaching hat. For sure. We just don't always speak from that perspective. Sometimes we speak from our parent perspective. Sometimes we speak from partner perspective, but we are coaches. We're, we're balanced lifestyle coaches. We've been coaching others and leading and guiding others for many years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our podcast sprung out of that as a way for us to be able to connect with more people. Yeah, and channel. And our coaching yeah. programs and our courses, all of those things came as a result of us doing the work that we're doing. So, you know, we like to joke, like, I'm put the coach hat on, but... To be real, that, that that hat's always on. Yes, because we we coach ourselves first and foremost. Yeah, and you know most aggressively. Most aggressively, <laughs> I like that. All right. So anyway, cool, cool, cool. Yes, we we have a lot of perspectives. We do from the movie "She's the Man." Is that what it's called? There's a funny line from that where she's like, "I got a lifetime of knowledge," so. Yeah. For anyone who's watched the movie or has quoted it, they'll appreciate that. Maybe someone's wearing a She's the Man shirt right now. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. I don't, I don't think I've seen the movie. It's funny. It's a great one. It's based on Twelfth Night. So a lot of those Which is... late ni- uh, Shakespeare. Oh, wow. Well, hey, I don't know what Twelfth We literally went to go see that at Shakespeare Tavern in Atlanta. We saw Twelfth Night? Yes. Well, uh, I was because it was one of the easier ones to understand. So here in Atlanta, if you ever come (laughs) and it's open, I don't know if it's been open lately, but Shakespeare's Tavern, such a cool experience. You watch a Shakespeare play. There's great food. It's a theater designed after the Globe. Yep. Yep. So it's like a replica of that. And when they put out the shows they're going to be doing for the season, they have a rating system of how difficult it is to understand. So when we have gone, we've gone twice, right? I think we've gone thrice. Thrice? Okay. We make sure to choose the like one dot or whatever. It, whatever maybe it's a scroll first, or something. One feather. The first feather. one we did was like three. It was a three out of five. And we were like, oh, I think I'm it was Google King Lear or something. I don't know. But yeah, anyway. So, but a lot of those teen movies in the late 90s and early 2000s were based on Shakespeare. I did not plays. watch a lot of um, teen movies. 10 Things I Hate About You. I've seen that one. Taming of the Shrew. That's a Shakespeare play as well. So anyway, cool. This has been fun. Also fun. I love our job and that we do this. I'm in my sweats right now. I didn't have a bra on, but I did put a bra on for this. And we're on camera. Yeah. But no, I was wearing like a bigger sweatshirt before and I was like, forget it. I'm not going to wear a bra, but I am now. And I'm not wearing one, by the way. (laughs) Good for you. Putting it out. Let them hang. And my period just started. So that's where we're at right now. That's that's what it is. I'm just putting it out there because I know someone right now is like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And it's like the end of the day. We're going to scoop up Maya in a couple hours. We've mm-hmm. been fasting all day long. Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, the way that you hear us right now, like we're able to turn it on. Oh, let's just let's just be we real. got reserves, folks, because as we were setting up for this, this episode, like we're doing a video right now, too. 
And it was kind of like, all right, like, you know, we got to put the thing over here and do this over there, do that over mar, there. Mar, yeah. Mumble, mumble, grumble. And then, you know, we hit record and boom, we're on. And I appreciate the professionalism that we we exude in our in the way we are behind the mic, even if our dress does not yeah. support that as well. And I'm getting real time ideas for future episodes. So I'm jotting down notes. And, you know, I mentioned that I just got my period. So I think we're due for another conception conversation. So pin True. in that just to, you know, share where we've been at and our, you know, our processing and the lessons we're learning and the healing that we're having and the 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 deepening of of connection and relationship that we're having all within this amazing the container. Trust, it's the surrender. Ooh, it's, it's been wild. So if you haven't listened to our earlier conversation on conception, I'll drop a link to that. But that was where we were, you know, sharing. We've been open to conceive since March, March of twenty twenty. Yeah. We're going into ten months. Yes. So, you know, it, it has been a journey and, mm-hmm. you know, we like the term open to conceive rather than trying to conceive. So we are in that open season, if you will. I'm trying to go back to see what episode was that. It wasn't too long ago, but, you know, we'll, we'll find it and I'll drop a link to it. Well, I'm looking right now. Can you 293. find it? 293. Okay. Episode 293. I mean, this is going to publish in the 300s. Yep. So. 310s-ish. Yeah. So 293. Go check it out. It's a, it's a pretty... Honest, very vulnerable conversation. Yeah, raw, We got real. a lot of great feedback from it. We did. And and support and also, you know, hearing where other people are at in their journey as well that, you know, yeah. it's it's such it's a... common. And it's such a great conversation to have. I, I say great, meaning like, yes, let's put it out there. Let's talk about it and let's let's support one another and provide, you know, if, if we can be a living example of how you can show up powerfully in a circumstance like this that can be very stressful, sad hard, frustrating, you know, all of that, then that's what I, I want to do. So, so I believe we're due for an update on that just because a, a lot has transpired since that 290, whatever. And, you know, uh, uh, we've, we've grown even more. So there's that. And then, yeah. yeah, there's, there's another idea that I have coming up that I may, I might tease in a second, but I just want to share for me, just a, just a little update on me. I started watching Bridgerton. Bridger? Bridgerton. Bridgerton. On Netflix, yes. Bridgerton. 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 It sounds like a weird word. Well, it's their last name. Okay. It's a last name, and on Netflix. And so, again, anyone who just heard that is like, oh, me too, or whatever. I'm two episodes in, and or maybe the partners it. who are like, what? Yeah, there like might me. be. <laughs> Honey, listen to this podcast. They're talking about something called Bridgerton. I don't know, but all I have to say is, damn it, that I did that to myself because now I'm just gonna be in the tube. Nah, you love this stuff. Oh, I love it. So I'm between book, watching what's that the book you're reading? The Outlander series. I'm on book so five. Whenever Sarah rents a new book, we go to the library. So we check out a new book. I support my local library. Yes. Whenever she gets a book, any downtime, Sarah's gone. <laughs> Anytime that Maya and I are playing and we're enjoying our amazing lives together, we look over and Sarah's in the book. It's hey. nighttime and it's time to go to bed. Sarah's in the book. It reemerged for me in 2020 because before that, I felt like I couldn't even pick up a book, let alone read one for any extended period of time with with having a little one. Yeah, a lot of self-development. Like that's a lot of what we read. But 2020 is when I really picked up fiction again. Yeah, and you picked up. I I love it. I love it. At the library every month. And so with Outlander, so I watched the show first again on Netflix, freaking Outlander. I watched it and then 
I started reading the books and I'm now on book five. So I kind of wondered to myself secretly each time I roll up because you have to do drive by pickup at our library right now. And when they come out with my newest Outlander book, they're like, oh, it's that woman again. Like oh, just I, sitting there reading her Outlander we, books. We picked it up the when we picked up the last one. <laughs> I was wondering what they believe your life is like. Yeah. Well, you were there. So like, okay, well, she has a husband. And yeah. Oh, before <laughs> that, I mean, who knows what they thought you were doing because you were reading them so fast. So it, looked, great. it seemed like all you were doing was reading these books one after another, one after another, which yeah. maybe that's what, you know, I'm sure a lot of folks have been doing. Oh, stuff yeah. Like that, oh, yeah. Given the circumstances in 2020, now. for sure. So between Bridgerton and Outlander books, I am just deep in fantasy heaven of period peace wonder. It is so <laughs> it's so juicy. Anything That's you want to share about yourself? <laughs> no. I just really wanted to share that because <laughs> I thought it was funny. So all right. We have a debate to settle before we get into the topic. We have a debate to, to do it. Settle here because we do this on the show. We did a lot more back in the day when we were doing more solos. And that was typically around and if you've been around for a minute and you're and if you understand what I'm saying and you find it humorous. I love you dearly. We used to have debates on the pronunciation of certain words on this show. We would bring it up that I pronounced a word a certain way. Matthew pronounced a word a certain way. And And then we would ask you listeners to weigh in. And the reason is I'm constantly being nitpicked. The way I live my life, I'm constantly being told I don't say things properly. And so then I say, well, let's bring it to the podcast then. All right. Let's bring it to the, the jury. Let's let them decide how I'm living my life and whether or not it's acceptable. Yes. And many times you all have said, no, it's not acceptable. Because it's called a coupon, not a coupon. And it's ancient, not, how do you say it? I say it the way I say it. How do you say it? Ancient. Ancient. No, you <laughs> added the emphasis. I say, hey, look at that ancient thing over there in the corner. And no one says, look at that ancient thing over there in the corner. We were watching a show yesterday and he said, look at that ancient thing in the corner there. It's from Greece. <laughs> All right. But so anyway, this is not a word pronunciation. Well, it actually has to do with words and how you it. interpret words. Okay. All right. So real quick, I usually do all the grocery list creation and shopping in this Sarah house. writes the list. I and make the list and, and the then stuff. I go buy all the stuff. That's, you know, we have a delineation of roles in this house and I actually jotted down like relationship and roles and household okay. dividing because y- I yes. think, stop it. I just want to get to it. Stop it. I think they do too. I think that would be a great future episode, like how you break up house roles and such and how, anyway, okay. there was an idea. Okay. Matthew had to do the shopping on this particular instance. I wrote down my list And sometimes I write things on there because I know what I'm getting. Like I know the brand I'm getting. I know the thing. So I don't have to write in explicit detail what the item is. I wrote mixed greens. Now I want to know, dear listener, if you saw mixed greens as an item on the grocery list, what would you have picked up? But there's context behind this. What's the context? You have been cooking a lot of greens lately. Collard greens. I yes. call them greens. I don't call okay. them collard greens. Right. I call them greens. Okay. Okay. You've been cooking a lot of a lot of greens lately. I have because I love them. Okay. I was thinking your mom is here. She likes them too. You're wanting to cook greens for your mom. Okay. And okay. I'm from the South. live in Georgia. Yeah. Like greens were part of what we ate. Okay. So dear listeners, this is what happened. I went to the store. I see mixed greens on the list. I'm like, she wants a bag of greens. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a bag that I don't know that has got mustard greens and collard greens and all that. So okay. 
Okay. I grabbed a bag of greens. It was just collard greens, I think, chopped up. Yeah, that's and what I'm it was. And I'm like, I got the right thing. And so I came home feeling all proud of myself. And then Sarah looks at it and says, this is not what I wanted. You wanted... Lettuce. I wanted spring mix. That's what she wanted. Spring <laughs> mix. If she but I just wrote mixed greens like a mixed green salad. No. There's no bag called mixed greens. There's a bag of greens. Well. So I got greens. <laughs> you wanted spring mix. I, yeah. Yes. Okay. I so, know I wanted, I know what I wanted. And I am just, I think that's all we need to all say. All right. Let's put okay. it to the if community. Okay. If you've ever held anything of this show, dear. If you've ever loved this show, please, when we put this episode out there and I do the social posts on it, please, please, please weigh in. If you saw on a grocery item mixed greens, no, no, what no, would no, you no. have that's, purchased? No, no, that's not the question. Yes, the it question is. is, did Matthew screw it up? Not what would you have purchased? Because the context mm. is important. Because if you are from the South, if you haven't had a partner who's been making a bunch of greens lately, then, you know, you probably would get what you get. But you You're have to take the context. Them. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm giving you what was in my brain. I don't think the question brain. is whether you messed up. Who is to blame for the wrong item being purchased? I know ultimately I am because I bought it. <laughs> but let's just say that's the type of question that we're really So asking. what's the question? Did Matthew make an error? What's the question? Was the, was the error in the item that was written on the list? Okay, so was the real in, error in the writing of the item or in the picking up of the item? Yes. Okay. That's All right. Question. Well, okay. so it's Sarah or Matthew is what it is. Who's, Who's to blame yes. for the incorrect item in the fridge right now? Sarah the, or Matthew? Here's a real question. Did you eat the greens? Yes, I ate them. I'm going to let perfectly great greens go to waste. There we go. Case solved. <sighs> Moving on. All right. So Sarah's going to make a post in our, I will. In our on our Facebook page. Everywhere. Doing it I'm going to do it everywhere. In our group, doing it at home birth group and mm -hmm. on Instagram yes. at DIH podcast. Which you should be following. So follow us, DIH podcast, Instagram, doing it at home, Facebook, private Facebook group, doing it at home birth group. And yeah. check out the shop while you're at it. Another great way to support the show. Get your 2021 birth gear. Sarah's your, shirt right I now. am. It says have babies where you make them. I've got my doing it at home mug. And we, we have been and are continuing to add really great items in the store. We were just Daily. looking at some designs this morning. Yes, our, we were. We were working our, on that. One of our account managers. Okay. So Cool. All right. I'm sweating That's a little all, bit. Listen, we just, I think we had a lot to talk about because it's been a little while. Since it has. We had, we had some things we to had get some off things the to chest. Sort out. But I think we're ready to jump into the, the main topic. Let's do it. Should we take a quick break? Let's do that too. Okay. All right. So... This is titled 25 Ways to Know Labor is Starting. So you see this question a lot come up or people in sharing their experiences describe how labor was starting and how they knew that it was. It. It's a question we ask, you know, so how did you know stuff was getting real? How did you know this yeah. was not a drill? So we put the question out into our Facebook group, which we do often. We put questions out there and we ask for feedback and then we share the responses. So this is 25 different ways in which labor can start or that you can you can find yourself potentially somewhere on this spectrum of ways that labor starts. Yeah, this is these are real birthing yeah. people Examples. who are sharing how they knew labor was starting. So this is just so many different examples because I think before doing our podcast and and doing all these birth stories, we really didn't 
know there was all these different ways. And and when we get to it and Sarah shares the way that she knew, it was not something that we were told. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, this is kind of what you're, you're going to know. Labor's going to start in this way. It was kind of like, you'll just know. And if you're first time, especially, but then even after that, we've talked to moms, you know, parents of their second, third, fifth kid. And it, it just yeah. can be so different that you might not have a point of reference for for this thing you're feeling or experiencing or what's going on. So uh, I'll just share then for, for us briefly, and then we'll read these. And then I actually have some, some feedback or some to do's for when you are there, what do you do? Cause cool. then that's the next question. Okay. You're in labor. What do you do? Yeah. So for me, the main component was that I could not get comfortable. That was like the gauge and the litmus for me that no position was, could I get comfortable? And there was a part of me that just thought, if this isn't labor, then I have no idea how I'm going to move on from this. Like if this just continues yeah. indefinitely or if this is just kind of a drill, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I think just the fact that my mind was going there indicated to me that, okay, we're going to have a baby within the next day because it, it started at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. And so the fact that I couldn't lay in bed, couldn't get comfortable and the only place I could be was the bathtub. And then a couple hours into that, I lost my mucus plug. So that's mm-hmm. a really great sign. And then I was pooping a lot. So I was just cleaning out, like I cleansing. I don't think you were in the bathroom with me at the time, but I oh. was just going in and out of the tub. And and I didn't know that was a part of it that you expel a lot, which makes sense. You're like, you're making room. You're making sure that, yeah. So those were my big indicators. Could not get comfortable, lost the mucus plug eventually, and then just, just a lot of cleansing. The big thing I remember is... Your belly getting rock hard. Very hard, yeah. And that was like the day, like the afternoon before the evening time when labor started. But just like the belly getting rock hard. And then everything you just said minus the poop because I forgot about that. (laughs) Cool. Cool. All All right. right. So the way we're going to do this is Sarah's going to read five. I'm going to read five. We're just going to keep alternating. And we've got 25 total ways that our amazing audience has shared with us. Yes. That they knew the and you was never started. know. So if you are expecting right now in a couple months time or whenever it's time for you, you might be like, I remember this is exactly yeah. what Sarah and Matthew read from so-and-so and this is what I'm going through. So this is why we're reading this to you. So we're just going to read them. Yep. And we're not really going to comment on them too much, I don't think. We're just going to read through them. Excuse me. That was All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, Sarah's going to add a little bit more cool. stuff to it. Okay, Savannah says, surges were one and a half to two minutes apart when I woke up and was losing my mucus plug. Cool. Lauren says, my water's released out of seemingly nowhere. Carrie says, I passed a massive clot and had contractions lasting 60 seconds plus every two to three minutes. Carly says, my first bag of water broke along with some blood-tinged mucus, but that stopped after about five hours. Then later that night, had more mucus and irregular contractions. A few hours later, my water broke again, and baby was in my arms seven hours later. Alyssa says, woke up feeling like I had to have a BM, but despite being relieved after my BM, I felt like something else was going on. Then I realized I was having contractions, and it was totally different to anything I had felt before. Those are great. There's some patterns in there. Mm-hmm. A few similarities. All right, cool. Here, here are the next five. Crystal said, I woke up at midnight thinking I had terrible poop cramps. 
They were not poop crafts. They were, <laughs> they were not poop crafts. <laughs> they were not poop crafts. <laughs> I love it. Jody said, two of them, my water breaking was the first sign. Oh, so there, there was two signs. The first was water breaking. My youngest, I wasn't convinced with the contractions five to eight minutes for an hour. But when I stood up and they jumped to every two minutes, there was no denying it. He was born a few hours later. Ariane says, for first baby, waters broke while having sex. That's great. Ooh. I wonder what that was like. And for second baby, surges started after going to the bathroom. Pre-labor poo, LOL. I get all the poo. It's <laughs> great. Vanessa said, first and second began with waters breaking and immediate contractions followed. Third, waters also broke, but had zero contractions or signs of labor for 14 hours following. Finally, when I had space to be myself and relax, contractions picked up. Mm. Currently waiting to see how number four starts. That's Ooh. cool, Vanessa. And finally, Megan said, I clued in with my first only when my water broke and my mucus blood came out with it. I've been having Braxton Hicks all day, so that moment meant go time. Two and a half hours later, I was at the hospital with my baby on my chest. Mm. With my second, I didn't know my labor was starting until super late because, all, because of all my Braxton Hicks contractions. It wasn't until I could no longer talk through them and had to be standing that I clued into the fact that I was in labor. An hour later, I had my baby in my arms. Basically, I don't seem to know it's the real thing until I'm almost done. <laughs> That's too funny. All right. We got Lauren who says, woke up and the contractions that had started the day before were still going. I was like, okay, they didn't disappear with sleep. So this is the real thing. Hours later, I was having to brace myself between the box, the baby swing came in and a chair. My back labor did its thing. So there was no doubt I was in labor at that point. Sarah says, first baby, waters broke dramatically in the middle of the night. Second baby, 10 to 15 minute apart, mild contractions overnight. Then woke up to lots of going to the bathroom and fast and furious contractions. Four hour active labor. Shannon Taylor says, with my daughter, I woke up in the morning to my water breaking, 38 weeks exactly, but I didn't have any contractions until about 8 p.m. She was born at 3 a.m. the following day. With my second, I was almost at my due date and haven't had anything yet. Hopefully soon. Oh, I'm almost at my due date. Okay, yay! Shannon Taylor, that's awesome. <laughs> almost there. <laughs> Madeline says, cramps with distinct start and end. Very mild, but the, notice, the notable start and end helped me recognize them as contractions and not Braxton Hicks. With time, they grew stronger and more frequent, and then I had bloody show. Olivia says, water broke, but I still wasn't sure if it was labor or not. Then I literally sat for half an hour working through contractions every one and a half to two minutes, trying to compose a text to my wow. midwives about what was going on and started pushing before they got here. They made it, but moral of the story, just call your midwife. <laughs> <laughs> Great advice. All right. Next five. Carrie Lynn says, bloody show a few days before. Then it felt like period cramps and was accompanied by back labor when it was more active labor. Portia says, I had no outside signs other than contractions that I was bringing on myself. I was post-dates and decided to try pumping. It made contractions happen and they were super close together. Then it spaced back out to 10 minutes. The consistent pattern had my ears perked, but those lasted for 24 plus hours. I wasn't convinced it was happening until I left, let the midwife check me and I was at a six. 
It was pretty much like realizing it was really happening as I was in transition. Michelle says, happened yesterday. I'm going to say Michaela. On Michaela. That. That's, that's what I just, in case she was like, that's not my name. <laughs> Michaela. Happened just yesterday. Slept all day after getting a full night's rest. Could not keep my eyes open, so I called my husband home from work. He fed me some coconut water, and I started having working contractions, followed by blood-tinged mucus. Eight hours later, I had my baby. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. Jamie says, first baby waters, excuse me, first baby, waters broke, had contractions within the hour, so it was nice and easy to tell. Second baby, I started losing my mucus plug and was feeling a wee bit crampy slash achy. Didn't think much of it and figured it could go on for days. That evening, I decided I was sick of it, so I went for a long walk. By the time I was back from the walk, I knew it was labor. Four hours later, I had the baby. That's wonderful. And Caitlin says, first, woke up at 3 a.m. with contractions, three minutes apart. Second, walked out of Walmart and felt a distinct contraction. They continued. Third, woke up at 5.30 a.m. with contractions four minutes apart. Fourth, woke up at 3 a.m. with bloody show and consistent contractions. And finally, fifth, 39 weeks, five days, and no signs yet waiting to see. All right. Wow, Caitlin, you pretty much had all the different... Go, Caitlin. All the different experiences. All right. I'm bringing it on home here with... Kenosha or Kenosha, I apologize, either one, Kenosha, Kenosha, says consistent mild period light cramping that I couldn't sleep through. Nisha says had prodromal labor the day before and then at midnight contractions were 12 minutes apart. By 3 a.m. they were five to eight minutes apart and getting stronger. They kept getting stronger and closer together. So that's how I knew and baby was born by 8 a.m. Also, my contraction timer app started telling me to go to the hospital. With a funny face. Jenna says, I felt a pop as I was sleeping. Turns out it was my water breaking, even though I was certain I had an extra week or so. Amanda says, first baby woke up feeling funny, showered and sat with that funny feeling for about an hour. Then I put my hands on my belly and said, I guess you're ready, huh? I was holding my son seven hours after that. I was 38 weeks and five days. Home water birth. And last one. Sorry, this light we have on us. I can't see the computer screen anymore. Okay. Jens says, I was dreaming that I was in labor and would wake up to go pee. When I got to the bathroom, my dog followed me and he never did that. I woke my husband up after that because labor had indeed started. Doggy Whoa, doula. The dog knew Sensing. It. That's so cool. That is so there you have it. Thank you to everyone who gave their feedback and yes. shared part of their experience with us and shared part of, you know, such a big, moment, you know, that leads to so many other amazing moments as you go through your birth experience. But when you're realizing, you know, labor is starting, that's everything changes. Yeah. Because you've been like, going, you know, nine ish months. Mm -hmm. And especially that last few days or the last week, you're like, when's this going to happen? When's yeah. going to happen? And then all of a sudden you're in it. And what's funny is so many of them didn't even realize until they were deep into transition yeah. or baby was, you know, an hour or two away. Yeah. And I get it because it's like you don't feel like it's showtime, I imagine, right. because you've been pregnant for so long. Yeah. Or maybe you've had Braxton Hicks. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe whatever. So it's great. I like reading these. So for those of you current parents or you're not expecting, but, you know, you're a birth junkie and you're here, which we love you. Thank you for being here. 
you know, if part listening to part of this made you think about yours, or maybe there were some similarities in some that you heard, I hope you were able to kind of have a a sweet, magical, synchronistic moment with that. Like, oh, you know, I remember when, or, you know, if you found yourself somewhere in between any of the descriptions. And then if you are preparing, if you are wondering when is my labor going to start, hopefully some of these could be cues for you and something you could think about and, and, you know, just, just meditate on. And like you mentioned earlier, Matthew, there are some patterns. So I wrote down a couple for you. If you're pooping a lot. There you go. Thank you. You got that one. (laughs) If If you're pooping a lot, cramps, you know, ranging from description of, you know, period cramps. That's something that comes up often. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're lasting for certain periods of time or they're a little bit more intense than a period cramp, but just any type of cramping, that's something to, to take a closer look at. Obviously the water breaking, you know, it's characterized often in Hollywood that the water breaking is this big dramatic thing and it's, yeah. you know, a tidal wave and not always the case. That's not always the case. It doesn't mean it doesn't happen yet. You know, I think that's a cue that we've been kind of trained to look for the water breaking. And that is not always the case. So if you're expecting a water to break to tell you when to start labor, but yet you're pooping and you're having these cramps and this not, but you still have your water still has not broken. You could still very much be in labor. <laughs> that's my, what happened with you. My water didn't break until they checked me right before I started pushing. And it, and broke, when it broke when, when Debbie, our midwife checked me, it broke. And yeah, we, they broke the waters. And we interviewed a uh, a mom what a week or two ago who talked about how her waters were just trickling. Right. I forgot the name for it because there's a there's a name for, for that. a term. You have yeah. like a tear at the top of the. So it's just kind of. It just slowly was trickling. So she was having this like slow leak. Yeah. And was thinking it was amniotic fluid, but wasn't entirely sure. So yeah, you know some some experience a big gush, others nothing, and some a slow little leak. And it can break more than once. That came up in one of our oh, yeah. one of our examples today. And we've heard about it on the show. The bag of waters can like reform and then sometimes that. they break again. So that there's that. And, you know, bloody show of some kind or losing your mucus plug. Also a pretty good indicator. Of course, these are not all surefire things. And this is absolutely, you know, we are not telling you <laughs> we're not the people to call when you think you're in labor you call your midwife however you know these are the patterns that we see this is what we you know some of we what we've experienced and this is what we're bringing to you and i also want to add that you know sometimes it's slow progression from when you realize it's starting and then you're in it for kind of a marathon kind of experience and sometimes it's fast and it can be different depending no on how idea. many babies you've had yeah. you know it, it's it's all across the board so what do you do when you do realize you're in labor? So a couple things I want to share and just give some advice on. One, I think the biggest thing is to do whatever is going to make you feel calm. That is, if you do nothing else but that, once you think you might be in labor or you're pretty sure or you're positive it is starting, whatever you need to do to get calm and comfortable, go for a walk, get in water, go to the bed. If that's what works for you, move around. If that's what works for you, that is the number one priority. I would say once you realize labor is starting is make sure you are comfortable. Some things you can have conversations about beforehand on the logistical side that you do not, I would recommend you do not be involved in once you do begin labor. However, you could have these conversations proactively is call the people, 
Call, you know, we heard it in one of the uh, examples. Call your Olivia. midwife. Call your midwife. Call your midwife. Call your provider, even if you're not sure. Because like we just mentioned, it could go really fast or it could go really slow. And we've heard so many examples of where midwife or midwives roll in at the very last second or yeah. roll in after. So if you want your birth team there, call them when you think something's up. And to your point of talking about the logistics, you know, our recommendation is that birthing person is not doing the calling. Strong that- <laughs> recommendation. I would I would almost move beyond recommendation to mandate. Yes. And so that's <laughs> doing means, it at home policy. <laughs> that means you designate your partner or your doula or somebody who is tasked with being the person point of contact. Because yeah. you don't want to have to be do thinking of those things right. if, if you don't want to. Right. Not saying you can't talk to them. You can absolutely communicate with them, and but it does not have to. to be your job to do that or yeah. to be the person that reaches out. Someone is completely capable of dialing and then handing you the phone or putting on speaker or whatever. And then again, a logistical note here is if the pool getting set up or if it's not set up, you know, that darn birthing pool has come up as a, has a very interesting monkey wrench in a lot of birth stories that we've heard on the show. You know, that birth pool situation, if the, the groceries aren't stocked, if the bed isn't set up, if, if the supplies aren't together, my recommendation there, outsource that shit. <laughs> so make sure that when you make those calls or you reach out to the people, one of those people is going to be responsible for that. Yes. You know, if it's not going to be your birth partner, if you want your birth partner present, you know, recruit the person that can blow up the stuff and do the things so that, again, you can get back to the most important task at hand. And ideally with the birth pool, you've tested it beforehand. Yeah. In an ideal world. Yeah. You've, yeah. You've meaning you've blown it up. You make sure there's no leaks. Yeah. You've you've made you have sure the you right have all the attachments hose, for yeah. the hose because that comes up as well. It sure does. So that's my feedback on what cool. to do once you do realize or you think labor is beginning. There are some things that you can do, I believe, to make it flow nicely. There's less stuff on you and you can just be present to the experience. Beautiful. And that's it. That's what we have. 25 ways to know possibly if labor is starting uh, some of our experience and then some feedback, some take home items for you on when labor is getting going, when, when it is starting, what you can do. Awesome. So if you have feedback on this, comments, questions, stuff you'd like to add, please feel free to reach out, you know, comment on any of the social platforms that we mentioned earlier where we'll be, you know, sharing this episode once it's out. You can email us hello at diahpodcast.com. And yeah, if you search doing it at home on all the, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, those are the main ones we're Mm -hmm. on. Yep. Then you will find us. You will. Join our group. We have so many awesome conversations like, like this, this one, one in here came from the group. It's a private group, which means you got to answer a couple of questions before you get in. And please answer the questions. You won't get in the group unless you answer the questions. You need to know that you are human. Yes. And that you big, are actually there for empowered birth conversations. That's the big reason why we have questions, because there's a lot of, you know, spam. Bots. Robot, you know. Cyborgs. All sorts of Terminator type stuff out mm-hmm. there trying to get in We don't in want group. them. So you just got to answer three simple questions, but we have folks who don't answer the questions, so we don't let you no, in. No, we can't let you in. We're sorry. Yeah. You shall not pass. So, doing it at home birth group. Jump in there. Hang out with us. We go live a bunch. We do a bunch of posts. There's so much support, so many great conversations. You get to participate in episodes like this by just answering stuff that we put out there. So come hang out with us. That's it. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,
note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgins. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.